the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tired of the negative news and flashover substance? It's time for Today with Dr. Wendy. Dr. Wendy Patrick is a trial attorney, patriot, and Ph.D. with a passion for people and a penchant for politics. Dr. Wendy brings you the headlines, streamlined, news you can use. It's time to be informed, engaged, and entertained. Now, here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick and my co-host Larry Dersham and I have some great stories to talk about today. But first, we want to remind everyone that uh, just as we sprung forward earlier in the year, tomorrow we will fall back. That's right. I'm sure you're getting reminded on every television program you watch, every every meeting you attend, uh, your calendars remind you, your phones do it automatically. Um, But please, wherever you need to be, you will have an extra hour of sleep. Now, that's only in theory. You know, Larry was very cynical when he and I were talking about it before the show, saying, oh, you know, I guess theoretically, supposedly you get an extra hour. Well, that is an extra hour. So enjoy it. So don't forget that. However, I also want to point out that we've seen some milestones this week in terms of some federal legislation from right from the Biden administration regarding mandates, more mandates for businesses with over 100 people. There's more mandates that are going into effect in big cities like New York City and other places. Um, Many cities think, is this coming to a jurisdiction near you? And I'm talking about the requirements that people are either vaccinated, they can show a negative test, or sometimes not even that option. So we also had this week a conviction in one of our neighboring counties of a woman that was convicted of trespassing and obstructing business uh, during an anti-mask protest. There's much more to the story, but it really sort of cues up what's happening now across the nation. It had to do with a woman that wouldn't wear a mask in a store uh, and was actually arrested for it and tried for it and found guilty by a jury. Now, many people are looking at that and really forgetting that this happened in August of 2020. But let me draw a parallel. So August of 2020, you may remember, things were closed. Nobody was allowed to go out. There was no vaccine. And disobeying mask mandates, for example, um, was something that many law enforcement agencies across the country were basically saying, we're not going to enforce this. We're not the mask police. And we don't want necessarily employees to function in that role either. They didn't go to the police academy. They didn't even go to loss prevention school. How do we expect these things to be managed? Now, that case, in essence, um, was the one I'm talking about that resulted in a conviction. That was more about the property rights of private businesses. I mean, a grocery store, which is where it occurred, that's where you go for produce, not politics. And you certainly wouldn't expect to go in there and be caught in the middle of a protest. But Larry, what that really cues up now, fast forward to November of 2021, how will we see enforcement 
of vaccine mandates uh, or negative test mandates, whichever you have, who's going to be enforcing that? I mean, I'm just envisioning, you know, some of the some of the really popular restaurants, and I'm talking like Think In and Out Burger. I mean, you can't barely get through that line anyway. How much longer is it going to be if people are showing, you know, I would never really say show me your papers because nobody touches paper anymore, but everybody's going to be lined up with their cell phones. How is this going to work as a practical matter? It's going to be really tough to enforce, and we're already seeing it. And I think there is going to be a giant pushback. And not only do I think that, it's happening. You can see it in the news every day from uh, the pilots of uh, Southwest Airlines uh, to parents. And I'll be covering this in a little bit more detail in our second segment here today. Uh, But the fact that they're now uh, going towards the children uh, with the mandates and this, they're not really following the science as I've seen it. And so how will they enforce it? Uh, Well, if you go to a concert, it's pretty easy to enforce. In fact, I was almost a victim of that uh, myself. And uh, where if you don't have the passport or proof of vaccination, you have to get tested on the spot and, then if you pass that test, then I, they'll let you in. But this is going to be an enforcement nightmare. And it kind of goes around the bottom line, which is why are we even doing this for something that has the kick of a flu, really? It's a serious disease for sure, but not to the point of doing this. So there's more to this than just medicine. Well, Larry, you know, um, many of the statistics that have come out have talked about how risk is reduced, uh, vaccinated people. And if you, if God forbid they do get COVID, um, that the hospital stays are not as bad, that the, the disease is not as severe. Um, and then there's many people that simply can't get vaccinated. And so they're always testing. But Larry, who paid for that test at the concert? You said you have to get tested on the spot. Is that out of your on your dime? Uh, no, I, I think they did it. And truthfully, we were able to finesse it. So we didn't even have to do the test. It's, uh, you know, I'll explain that later. Skills, right. You can talk about you can tell me off the air. I meant to ask you how you pulled that off. <laughs> but, you know, we, we're often seeing the, the practical impact. And it doesn't even matter which side of the debate you're on, whether, you know, you love vaccines and you would take anything that came out. Um, or whether you do, you love all vaccines except for this one until three years has passed and you've seen enough testing. What, whatever your position is, like, how does it work? How do we verify? I mean, I, I, I cued the topic up with that, with that, um, the conviction out of another jurisdiction for trespassing, you know, for being in there, for causing problems, for interfering with the rights of private businesses to operate and set rules. But this is a little bit different. But how would that even work here? Okay, that was mask mandates back then, August of 2020. So vaccine mandates today, are are we going to see the same hesitancy? I mean, most people would rather focus on education and outreach rather than arrest, rather than turning people away, especially if it's a slow night. Now, if it's a slow night, maybe you you can take a lot of time getting in. But many people are thinking we probably will make more money if we can quickly get people in the door by checking their digital pass or whatever they have. But whose job is that going to be? Does every business now have to either free up an employee that should be working in another capacity or hire someone new to be 
the bouncer, the vaccine bouncer at the door. I, I just, as a practical matter, wondered, you know, how did that work? I, maybe you can talk about how it worked at the concert. Whose job is that? Right. Well, they, they hired uh, private security to check for our vaccine status. And then they had paramedics there to say, OK, so you don't have your vaccine proof of vaccine on your phone. You need to go over to the testing station. And that's how it worked at this concert. It was the big concert down, um, well, here in San Diego, I don't want to give away the forum, but it was a pretty huge <laughs> concert. And uh, But anyhow, it, it kind of goes, uh, there's another aspect of this. Not only we we have the vaccine mandates, but look at what it is doing to our healthcare workers. Look at what it is doing to our police, our fire department, people that we one year ago today called heroes for standing in the gap, taking care of these sick people. And talk about vaccine effectiveness. Uh, bless his heart, Colin Powell, that wonderful general, he died in the hospital. He was fully vaccinated. And I just heard on the news coming to the station today, he died of COVID. That's what they said. He died of COVID, mm-hmm. fully vaccinated. So I think we need to revisit this, the damage that it is doing to so many aspects of our economy and to our psychology, uh, quite frankly. Yeah, and you sort of have another angle on this that you wanted to talk about. That's, I guess, a, a little bit analogous. Yeah, I do. It's called, uh, so who's in charge? Or sovereignty over one's mind and body, the most fundamental human right. So I'd like to pose a question. Do you have sovereignty over your own body and mind or does the government? Or how about this? Does the government always have our best interests in mind? Well, in a recent headline, we saw this FDA authorizes Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine for emergency use in children five through 11 years of age. That just happened back on October 29th, folks. But is it safe? After all, children do not really get COVID-19, or if they do, it is so mild. Nobody is really, as a child, died of it, except I suppose if they have an extreme comorbidity. Now, Senator Ron Johnson, bless his heart, he's a Republican senator, U.S. senator from the state of Wisconsin. He said, what's the rationale for the mandates? His conclusion? There is no rationale. To answer this question, let's check our history and take a quick look at the infamous Tuskegee experiment. The Tuskegee experiment was an ethnically abusive 40-year study conducted between 1932 and 1972 by the United States Public Health Service and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The purpose of the study was to observe the effects of the disease when untreated, the effects of, uh, the effects of excuse me, syphilis when untreated. They were just like saying, well, what's going to happen if we don't treat them? And so they didn't tell these folks they had 600 African-American sharecroppers from Macon County, Alabama, 399 of which had latent, uh, latent syphilis. And the 201 of those 600 folks uh, didn't have, they were, they were not ill with the syphilis uh, virus. And uh, so they, they promised they'd give medical care, but they didn't tell them what they had. They just said it was bad blood. They gave this group placebos, like sugar pills, even though they had penicillin that could have cured them. And it was denied to those people. 
And so what happened? Well, 28 of those patients died directly from syphilis. 100 died from complications related to syphilis. 40 of the patients were wives. Uh, wives were infected with syphilis and 19 children were born with congenital syphilis. So all I'm saying that we need to be very, and by the way, they, that was, uh, somebody leaked that study and Bill Clinton, uh, in 1997 apologized for doing that horrible study that was so bad. So, um, wow. Back to my original. Yeah. So, so just really quickly, we need to trust, but verify. That's my, my takeaway. Trust, but verify folks on these vaccines. All right, we need to take a short break, but if you thought Larry's commentary was provocative, stick around for our next segment where you're going to meet an expert on transhumanism. Don't miss this. You're listening to Today with Dr. Wendy. News cycle lowlights have no place here. You're listening to the headline highlights on Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. It's time for more news you can use. The headlines streamline. It's time for more Today with Dr. Wendy. Now here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Welcome back to Today with Dr. Wendy. Well, uh, Larry and I have a very interesting subject to talk about for the second half and a very interesting guest who's going to explain a little bit of it to us. Larry, who do we have on the line? Sure, Wendy. Angela Rodriguez is a former elementary teacher and biblical researcher who has a passion for understanding and teaching about the signs of the times and how they relate to biblical prophecy. She's a contributing writer for intercessors of America, but she also has been writing books and articles for the past seven years. And her latest book is called Psalm 91, Under the Wings of Jesus. That's my favorite chapter in the Bible, I think, too, Psalm 91. Uh, It was just released back in June 2021. Well, one of her main goals as a writer is to wake people up to the amazing things God is doing in these turbulent times, as well as help them see where the world events are heading She's become an expert in the area of transhumanism, and she's about to tell us what that is and if we should be concerned about it. So thank you for joining us today, Angela. Hi, thank you so much for having me, and I'm excited to tell everybody about it because uh, it's something that I just really learned about in the last year, and it's quite a rabbit hole, <laughs> I will say that. But we should You know, know Angela... Angela, I know you do a lot of different things um, in addition to teaching on this topic. And I, actually, when you're not researching and writing, I understand you're also homeschooling your youngest son and trying to convince him to illustrate children's books for you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm assuming he, he has some artistic talent there. Um, you know, in, in terms of the, the way you do research, you know, we have lots of people on the show that talk about a lot of colorful topics, but there's always that interesting human element. And something that struck me about the way um, you do business and the way you sort of mix business and pleasure is uh, you like hiking and taking long walks while listening to podcasts. Um, I, yeah. I think it's a fascinating way to sort of, you know, educate yourself um, mentally and also improve physically. And uh, it sounds mm-hmm. like you really have a full plate, but tell us a little bit about the research that you've done specifically with, re- with regard to the topic you're on to talk about today. 
Well, yeah, so I um, I really didn't start delving into it until, like, the COVID pandemic happened. And it was interesting how I happened upon it is I was re- researching about mRNA technology and what it was. And the more you start researching about that, you start getting into genetic editing and things like that. And as I started researching there, I started pulling up different people who were transhumanists who were talking about it. And then I was like, well, who are these people? What is transhumanism? And then it just took me down this whole path. And then I realized what's really going on in the world right now has everything to do with transhumanism, the way we're being connected to everything, to our phone, to everything digital, uh, to where even down to vaccine passports, like trying to get us all to have this one ID. It really literally is all connected to transhumanism. And, and I probably needed to find that for you, of course, to let you know what it is. Oh, sure. Yeah. Go ahead, Angela. Let us know what transhumanism is, because I, I didn't, I'm not even sure I still understand it. So that'd be very helpful. Yeah. Okay. So I'll tell you what the World Transhumanism Association defines it as. And they say it's a philosophy that advocates for the use of technology to overcome our biological limitations and to transform us, to transform the human condition. And it's also part of our natural evolution as a human being. So Transhumanism is the idea that we're going to evolve into something bigger and better and possibly not even what we consider human. And if you look at the prefix trans, that means to go beyond, to change, or to transfer. So literally what they want to do is go beyond what it means to be human. And how they do that, um, that's where I started going in a rabbit hole, figuring all these things out. Um, Because one of the biggest ways is through nanotechnology And that can include even things where you have nanobots in your brain, which sounds kind of crazy, but they've developed all this technology already. Um, It could also be artificial limbs, artificial organs. But the big area that we really need to be concerned with is genetic therapy. And it's all about editing our genes, editing embryos, and and that can include aborted fetal cell tissue. And also using CRISPR-Cas9 technology, which came out in 2012, where literally it's genetic scissors. They can go in, take out one piece of genetic material and put in another one. So um, even, this is kind of crazy to me, even that we could become cyborg, that we could be part machine, part human. And again, if you start doing research, you find there are people doing this. You know, Elon Musk is one of those people we all know. He's really into this kind of thing. Um, part cyborg, you know, part human, part robot. Sounds strange, but that's what they're hoping to do. Um, yeah, you know, um, one one question that I'm sure you get asked all the time is, you know, this all sounds pretty far out. You're probably yeah. so used to hearing that, you know, that you're like, yeah, tell me something I don't hear like all day, every day. But, you know, as, yeah. as lawyers, Larry and I always talk about evidence. So what do you say to people that basically say, you know, prove it up, show me the evidence that this is occurring? Or we could always say anything's possible, but that it's actually happening. Oh, well, I mean, you can go on the Internet and find all the interviews with people. For instance, you know, if you go and start researching Google and all the people that are associated with Google, you're going to find, of course, Ray Kurtzwill, who's their engineering director. And he's all over the Internet telling what what they want to do. I mean, they have the technology to do it. Um, He talks about connecting our mind to the cloud through the Internet. Um, Long-term goal being even like eternal life. 
where we can actually take our memories and download them into even a, an avatar or a robot. Um, you can actually find websites uh, where they tell these things. Um, Ray Kurzweil has something you can look at, just Google it, uh, 2045 Initiative. And if you go on there, you'll find where they lay out all the milestones of what they want to accomplish. They'll talk about how they're going to merge the digital with the biological. And you can actually find out about all these inventions. You can even go on um, Neuralink, which is uh, one of Elon Musk's websites where he talks about linking our brains to the cloud and to the Internet. Um, you can also go, actually, you, are you guys familiar with Craig Venter? Because you're in San Diego, and isn't um, the J. Craig Venter Institute there in La Jolla, I believe? Uh, yeah, La Jolla. Um, La actually, Jolla. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Everybody says that. No, that's, that's okay. Uh, but yeah. I know I'm not. Is, is he into the transhumanism? I don't know about that person uh, or organization. Oh, yeah. Um, it's called the J. Craig Venter Institute. Like, you can even go on that website and... It talks about how he has mapped the human genome already. He actually has created a synthetic bacterium that he named Cynthia, and he's even declared it alive, uh, which really, I mean, he says he brought it to life using all synthetic materials. Um, and his goal is to crack the genetic code of every creature on Earth. And he even talks about creating new species from scratch. And the thing is, you know, you can also Google CRISPR-Cas9 technology, which is what I was mentioning before. And that uh, won a, a Peace Prize recently in, in medicine or in science. And um, you can find all about how they're going in and editing genes. So it's not science fiction. But um, Craig Venter, I mean, he really is going for the gusto. He wants to create new species. He wants to even patent genomes to where if he creates something synthetic, that he can patent it and it can become his own. Um, and you can find videos of him online talking about the things that he's doing. And um, it, it, the scary part to me is that they're talking about creating synthetic life. And to me, that's going beyond what the limits of we're supposed to be doing. You know, if we're Christians, you know, that's how we believe. Yeah, it's kind of like a, our medical ethics. Yes. Yes. And that's the thing, too. A lot, a lot of things that they can eventually do are being held back a little bit right now by that, you know, by just the law in general. But if you listen to them speak on the Internet and in their uh, interviews, they'll talk about that. That's going to go away eventually. They say things like, well, once we cure Alzheimer's by genetic editing, then there will be no limit to what we'll do. People will be open to it. So they're going to keep pushing the envelope as much as they can. Um, but, yeah, you just have to really research. Like, I, I there's even a website Elon Musk uh, has promoted called DeepMind, and it's all about how computers are being trained to be smarter than humans. And they're actually getting to the point where they think it's going to be like the movie War Games. Um, to where the computers will be uh, smarter than humans. Now, again, I believe God, always God's going to step in. You know, God's only going to allow so much. But it, it reminds me a lot of, like, Antichrist um, prophecy in the Bible, you know, where going beyond what God has ordained, you know, going beyond what it means to be human. Exactly. How about chimeras, really briefly? What, what are the, what's that, if I'm saying yeah, it right? So yeah, and you probably you could actually just look that up on the internet too, and you'll find lots of different things about that. But that's when you take um, two organisms, um, or you, you it, they're made from the cells from two different organisms. It could be the same species, or 
are to be from different species, but the cells are genetically different from each other. And so, you know, they've done this with a mice, a mouse and a rat, where they've made a mouse rat, uh, made a quail chicken, they've made a sheep goat. But what's really concerning, I can't remember how many years ago, but I think it was in China, they had made a, a monkey-human chimera. And then there was a human-pig chimera. And so that really got people upset when they found that they were trying to do these things. But, again, they kind of keep pushing the envelope as far as they can go. You know, we have the genetic capability to do these things. But, again, there's a lot of things being held back, thankfully, you know. Um, with you know, that. we got we got to leave it there. But I have to say, this is a horrifying conversation that we are having here. Um, and it's amazing that you you said, hey, go ahead and Google it. I'm willing to bet that listeners will. So thank you so yeah. much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, and we want to yeah. thank you to our listeners. Remember to fall back tomorrow. Otherwise, have a wonderful, safe weekend. And please join us next week for more of Today with Dr. Wendy, Headlines with the Silver Lining. Have a great week and God bless you. Thank you for joining us for Today with Dr. Wendy. You can learn more about Dr. Wendy and how to become a guest or sponsor of the show by visiting wendypatrickphd.com. That's wendypatrickphd.com. Tune in every week at this same time as Dr. Wendy will engage and inspire you with an upbeat viewpoint on the highlights of the day. This has been Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.